Greetings, adventurers, and welcome to the Adventure Incorporated podcast. I am your Dungeon Master, Anthony Reed. This is episode 62 and the 10th episode in the Path of Abjuration. This week we'll be digging into Gillick's story. I'm very excited about what we have in store. We love hearing from all of you, and we love to interact as well. Hit us up on Twitter and Facebook. The links are in the show notes and on our website, adventureinc.podbean.com. There are some big surprises coming in the next couple of episodes before we shift gears again. I hope you're enjoying these little one-on-one adventures the many pennies are having. I like being able to play with our structure from time to time. So if you like offbeat stuff like this, let me know. I'm always on the lookout for more ways to give a subtle twist. Anyway, there's more to get into, so let's get started. Previously on Adventure Incorporated. Elatrix looks at you guys and he says, So, where do you want to go? The abjuration one, right? Well, the only one who can, like, tether us is him. Right. Can't we all, we all go with him? And we all jump down the thing. Isn't the, the gate already open, basically? <laughs> That's what I understood. Yeah. I like, I, I've been oh, so Oh, then what are we standing here on... for? And Gebetto jumps yeah. in. What? All right. Okay. Nobles and farmers, knights and wenches, gather round, gather round to hear a tale of excitement and mystery. Brave adventurers facing grave dangers. Keth. The fighter monk. Real quick before we leave, Keth looks around for. Uh, Do not like, cut off some of Grimlock Iron Shaper's skin. That's just. Genuvera, <laughs> 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 the sorcerer. Genuvera puffs. Like. <sighs> right, I knew what you meant. Jibedo, <laughs> the rogue. Jibedo's uh, gonna kill the skeleton. Okay. Uh, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. Gebetto's gonna rub his luck charm. (laughs) Gillick, the paladin warlock. With this shield, I will lay down my life for all of you, except Asher. (laughs) (laughs) Asher, the druid barbarian. Does Does anybody look familiar to Keth? No one in this court looks familiar to Keth. We've forgotten our faces, guys. But even... <laughs> <laughs> Prepare yourselves, for this is the tale of Adventure Incorporated. <clears throat> All right, let's get started. Gillick, I, I suspect you're probably the last to jump into the portal. You know, you're... Not only are you typically in the back of the group anyway, mm. um, but you're sort of like protecting your rear from, uh, in case any other lizard folk or um, uh, gnolls are, you know, come barreling through into this chamber. Sure. Gibetto jumps, then Genevera jumps, and the other two jump in. I'm and the you're sort of st- rear guard. Yeah, you're standing there for a moment before, uh, before it's your time to fall. Um, and down you go hurtling toward this glowing symbol. I regret nothing! <laughs> <laughs> uh, once you hit that glowing light you feel this rushing feeling um, there was falling as you dropped down into the pit and then something faster 
quicker. You're move like it's as if something is moving by you very fast. Mm. You hear a loud sound like uh, it almost is like people chanting in your ears, but oh. but it's but it's whirling so fast past you, you can't make anything out. Uh, and a glowing golden light also seems to be just flying past you very fast. Hmm. Suddenly it all stops. Just and you stops on a dime. Yeah. Cool. All of a sudden. And you like roll across a cold stone floor. Uh not a cold stone floor. You're not like in an ice cream place. This is a cold oh. <laughs> stone floor. <laughs> I <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for a completely different pun. I'm happy with what you think. Um, I, I know Gillick would be very excited about finding himself on a cold in a cold stone. Gillick but would be that's so n- stoked. Like, do they even have ice cream in Numerita? Like, well, like that would be fucking awesome. I'm, I'm sure like an alchemist could whip it up, but I, I bet uh, not everybody. Has I'm it. definitely gonna go find that in end. <laughs> if I can, if I can see him to make some some kind of ice cream treat. Which, this is very appropriate, because I'm just, like, I'm continually muting my mic because I'm stuffing my face right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, you you sort of roll out onto this floor, and, and as you try to gather, your head seems to be spinning a little bit, and you just sort of try to gather your wits about you. Uh, you realize that it's dark, and that the uh, the air is sort of dank, but you recognize it immediately. There's a smell in the air, a feeling in the air. And you are an emberfall. Oh. Oh. Um, I pull out my hammer and let it glow a little bit. Hopefully that provides a little bit of light. Yeah, sure. Um, around you, you are in some sort of cathedral. Uh, it looks like it might be a, uh, a temple to the divine court uh, oh. at large. Not just any particular god. Um some very old tapestries covered in dust hang off of some very dark windows that are letting in minimal light. Um, and and the whole place seems to be covered in a, a very thick layer of dust. This has not had a lot of use. Uh, as your senses sort of do come back to you, you do hear a sound. Okay. A noise like someone crying out. Um, okay, so I'm in this cathedral. Is it like, like are like pews set up? Is it like a like a vast, lofty room, or is it kind of like a more like a chapel? Um, no, there are definitely pews set up. Uh, this is probably um, it, it's a larger worship hall. Okay. Uh, it, it looks like probably where maybe like. Maybe not. I mean, if this is a really big cathedral to the Divine Court, which generally the cathedrals that are specifically to the Divine Court and not to a god tend to be a lot bigger. Um, this seems small for a main worship hall for that. Okay. But you you are aware that a lot of them were built with like multiple halls. Oh, sure. So this might be a smaller worship room and the main one might be somewhere else. Correct. Okay. So... Where are the exits? Is there like an altar? And if they're like, where do I hear that scream coming from? Yeah, so there's an altar at one end of the room, the sort long rectangular room, and at the other end there is an an exit that goes presumably deeper into the complex, and and two uh, on the left and right 
um, walls, but in that back end of the room as well. It sounds like the sound is coming from that direction. You can't really tell which of the doors it's coming from, but it's definitely coming from the back end of the room. So behind the altar, if I'm imagining this correctly. Uh, opposite. Opposite uh, the altar. The okay. altar, yeah, opposite the opposite altar. Opposite the altar. Okay, then I'll, I start heading towards the screaming. Gotta go, <laughs> I'll protect you! You know, Gillick's gotta be Shining Knight, goddammit. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, are you trained in perf- um, perception? I am not. Okay. What's your what's your modifier? Uh, plus one. Okay. Uh, yeah, you start to move toward these sounds, which you sort of narrowed to this uh, center door. And as you make your way across the room, you see a very quick flash at your side, left, like something moving. Left or right? Right. Right. Okay. So this was before I leave the chapel. Correct. Okay. While you are still in the chapel. Okay, great. Um, I turn and take a look and investigate really quickly. You see nothing. I just saw like a bright flash. Yeah, like a quick flash of movement. Okay. Um. Hmm. Let's see. I am now. Gillick is now on edge. He's not saying anything. He's you know kind of composing himself. What can I do? What can I do? What can I do? Um, oh, uh, actually, uh, just just as a note, I have um, my helm is protection from evil and good. Like mm-hmm. creatures, abjurations, celestials, elementals, fey fiends, and undead creatures have disadvantage on attack rolls and cannot be charmed, frightened, or possessed. All right. Uh, what else can I do? Hmm. I don't have any spells that I. I think would be appropriate. I'm going to... Hmm. I'm going to keep heading towards the scream, but if there's a way I can keep my, my vigilance as I walk. Um, also, you said there's minimal light coming in from the windows? Yes. How low are the windows? Are they low enough where like someone could be walking by and I would see that flash, or are they kind of like high up? No, they're, they're definitely high up. Okay. They're at least... Um they're at least 15 feet off the ground, and so for you, that's pretty significant. Hmm. Whatever you saw seemed to move, like, between two benches. But you, you didn't get a real, like, any real sense of it, because as soon as you snapped your head over, it, it was gone. Hmm. Um, if I if I had to guess, you know, my brain filling in the gaps, would it was it, like, the size of a rat? A raccoon, you know, uh, a dog, like a large dog, you know. Yeah, probably like a large dog. Interesting. Uh, are there any rocks on the floor? Or anything that I could, like, pick up and throw? Uh, no. Uh, actually, this, it, it is clearly out of use, but the um, cathedral seems pretty well intact. Mm, like the last person so, who was here was like an upkeeper or something somebody yeah yeah and like the wooden floors are despite their age and misuse or not misuse non-use uh they are well sort of preserved with their wooden floors or stone floors oh stone floors you're right i'm sorry drunk yeah (laughs) um yeah no no these stone floors are well preserved and they are not like broken and crumbling Mm, okay uh i don't have anything i can throw that is 
Terrible. Um, how close am I to the to a pew? Can I like shake shake one of the pews? See if I can. Yeah. 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 I'll I'll you like do that. grab the edge of it and like shake it. See if I can get the thing to move. Or assuming there's a thing there. Yeah. You, you shake the pew and nothing happens. All right. Silence. Gil- Except for the scream in the other room. That's sort of the it's a scream is is maybe aggressive. It's more like a a low moan, like a. Hmm. Like someone injured. Male or female? Male. Okay. Gillick is going to assume it was a figment of, of his imagination and continue heading towards the um, the moaning. Okay. Uh, yeah, you reach the door and you can hear that the moaning is coming from just the other side of this door. Hmm. Uh, Gillick is going to announce himself and says, Hello! Hello in there! Can you hear me? <sighs> Uh, what? Hello, help! Oh, help us, please! Mm, how many of there are you? There, there are forty of us. I don't know who's hurt though. How did you get in here? How did you get in there? Uh, we'll worry about that later. Uh, and I open the door. Okay, on the other side of the door, sort of leaning against a wall, uh, you see a peacekeeper. Oh wow. He has been badly beaten. Um, he can't, it, and it looks like he has a deep slash across his chest. Um, he is uh, just like laying there, like moaning and sort of blubbering. There's another peacekeeper, sh- like just a short distance away from him on the other side of the door. Mm-hmm. Like as you open the door, you see both of them. Okay. Uh, he's unconscious. So we have a badly injured peacekeeper and an unconscious peacekeeper. Um, describe the room. Like, is it like is it just a desk room, an office? Nope. So this is a like a small hallway that opens into like a a, a, a left and a right hallway. It seems to be like curved in some capacity. Mm-hmm. So um, if you imagine a wheel, you're sort of like coming off a spoke of a wheel into the center area. Oh, cool. Um, so the so. If I'm understanding you correctly, it's like it's like a it's like a long hallway, but the door where I came in is curved to the left and to the right. The hallway curves sort of around. You have come into off off a doorway that sort of is a small hallway onto this curved hallway. Okay. Right. Does that make sense? I think I got you. You're in sort of like almost a little breezeway into this cathedral that you were just in, or the, the worship room you were just in. Mm-hmm. And then it leads to a hallway that loops around in both directions. Okay, okay, so it's not... Okay, I gotcha, I gotcha. Um, uh, so, uh, I survey the room first. I just see these two guys, but they said there was 40. Yeah, there are two torches hanging on the wall, um, and these two guys are sort of laying in this little cubby. Uh, you do see... Um, uh, you do see that this this area seems to have been more frequently used. Mm. There are, there's, like, there's like a deep red carpet on the floor. Okay. Um, I run up to the injured one, and... Um, do I have any... points in medicine? Uh, no, not really. I just got... Plus are, you, are you proficient in it? No, I'm not proficient in it. Um, okay. So I guess... Um, does this look like a, a mortal wound? Like, is he is he dead? Can I give him a couple points of land hands? 
It does not appear to be a mortal wound. Oh, nice. Alright, so I'll give him, I don't know, two points of land hand, stabilize him. Yeah, his his wound sort of starts to close a little bit, and he goes, oh, thank you. Ugh. And he, he sort of props himself up a little bit, um, and he, he stops screaming, but he doesn't He's still pretty messed up, and uh, he doesn't really seem like he's, like, you know, ready to jump up and help you fight off anything. Okay. Um, um, oh, thank you. Ugh. You're welcome. What did this to you? Uh, I, I don't know who he was. He just, he came in here, and he started shouting at the commander. The commander seemed to know him, and and he shouted back. And then he, he cut down the commander, just on the spot, murdered him. Um, is he pointing to, or is he looking at the, uh, the the guy that's unconscious on the floor? No, no. Um, okay, this is not, okay, so the commander's somewhere else. Presumably. Presumably, okay. Mm. Uh, what did this man look like that cut your commander down? He, he was a dwarf in heavy armor. I, I had never seen him before, but an older fellow... Dwarf and heavy armor. Dwarf and heavy armor, you say? Okay. Um, what is your name? M my name is Price. Good to meet you, Price. I see that you are a peacekeeper. Yes. A noble. Yes. A noble profession. I too hope to someday be one. Well, maybe someday. I'm not sure anymore. Anyway, um, your comrade over my there. What happened to him? Yeah. After he killed the commander, he started attacking us. Most of us tried to stay and fight for a time until it was clear that he completely outclassed us. We tried to run, and he would just beat us down, hunting us through this place. One dwarf in heavy armor was faster than 40 peacekeepers. Yes. I, I don't know how it happened. I, I I have no idea how we couldn't stand against him. He killed the commander so quickly. Mm. Where did he kill the commander? In the central in the center chamber. Mm. And that was he the seemed to be. Oops, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, please. And that that was the last place that you saw him. Saw the dwarf. I mean. Yes. Well. He chased us through here, but I, I think he's gone back to the center chamber. Hmm. What's in the center chamber? This is an old, uh, temple to the Divine Court. Back when Emberfall was more friendly to the cause. I don't know for sure what's in the center chamber, but... It's definitely... There were a lot of religious artifacts and religious writings there, so I don't know what he was looking for specifically, but there's a lot of information in that center chamber. Gillick is... It, it, was, the once the, oh, sorry, it was once the chamber of the head cleric. Mm, I see. Hmm. What happened to your friend over there? Knocked unconscious by the dwarf hmm. after he sliced me up. Did I already ask that? I don't think so. Okay, great. I wasn't sure for a second. Anyway, wait, so the dwarf cut you up, and then knocked your friend out, and then went back to the center chamber. 
He chased more of the peacekeepers, yes. Ah, gotcha. Well, let's see if we can go wake your friend up. And I go and I walk over and I shake him. Yeah, it doesn't seem to rouse him. Okay. But he does not appear dead. Okay. Like, oh, we'll, we'll let him sleep. Okay. Um, you know what? I, I look behind me because uh, suddenly I remember that flash and I'm, I'm, I'm a little little paranoid. So um, I, I go and see if I'd shut the door when I'd come in. Uh, the door had not been shut. Uh, I go and shut the door. Okay. Yep. Great. Gilk's gonna ponder for a second because he's not—he's not quite sure what what he wants to do. Because I mean, religious artifacts and you know, script, scriptural knowledge—very tempting. A dwarf that can take on forty peacekeepers sounds awful. Um, how how did you get in here? Uh, well, that's that's there's no entrance in there. Yeah, there there isn't. Um, <laughs> not that I saw anyway. <laughs> well, I uh, just kind of fell through a portal. You know, that happens sometimes. I'm sure you've read about that somewhere. You know, portals open up, people fall through. Yeah, I guess. Um, tell me something. Because I fell through a portal and I'm not quite sure where I am. Uh... Just to make sure, what year is it? What year is it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus, have we ever established a year? I don't, I don't think we have. Oh, man. <laughs> this year. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Fucking awesome. No, hold on. I, I'm sure I've written it somewhere. Hold on. Because, <laughs> I mean... I, it's banishment, right? I could be banished to a different time. Certainly. Uh, I've I've had to have written this somewhere. <laughs> nope, 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 nope. Yes, I am searching through a, a Google Doc for the term year. <laughs> all right all right all right nope that's fine there's the let's look excellent well, has no one ever asked this yet <laughs> <laughs> i suppose because it's you know i don't know i don't know yeah but you fuckers someone had to have asked this it's <laughs> Hey, what's the weather like today? <laughs> uh, let's see. I've got one more place to check, and okay. then then I'm just going to make it up. Excellent. Um, let's check here. No, that does not have a date either. Okay. So it is the Third Age, 1534. Great. Alright, is that the same time that I'm from? Like, I haven't changed Yes. Okay, great. Yes. Just to establish that. Alright, Third Age, 1354? Is that what you said? 1534, yeah. And he says, it's, uh, 
It's fifteen thirty four. Okay, good. That's a very that's a very strange question for you to ask me. Well, just just gotta make sure. You know, sometimes I I, I get hit a lot, and <laughs> you know. Anyway, we have a a, a a dwarf running around in this. Well, not running around. He's actually in the center chamber. At least assuming he is. Remen, uh, did you go in that room behind me back there by chance? No, we were gonna go in there to hide, but we didn't make it. Yeah, uh, really, uh, you get a flash again, only this time oh. it moves quickly down the hallway, uh, the sort of round hallway. You get a better look at it this time. Uh, it's definitely some sort of dog-like dark creature mm. that runs past. Um, this time you think you see a small glimmer of gold. Uh, but as you sort of snap your head around and try to look, it's gone. I've turned to, uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, what was your name again? Price. Price, did you happen, did you see that? No, see what? A small, or, a, I don't know, a beastly little creature. Maybe about the size of a dog. Nothing? Mm, he, he looks at you very odd. Just, just now? Yes, just now. Running down the hall. Sorry. I don't I don't know what you're talking about. Hmm. Gillick is not going to go to the center chamber yet. I think he's going to go down the hall. So now he's now he's really suspicious and this thing seems to be more taunting him than going after him. So Gillick Gillick's going to take the bait. And <laughs> Gonna, gonna try to follow where this thing went. Um, he will give Price uh, three more points of lay on hands. Okay. Um, you know, Price, do you feel like traveling with me while I investigate this thing that I've seen? Uh, he sort of like pushes himself up against the wall so he's standing and he's still like holding his uh, arm across his chest and he says, I hope you don't take this the wrong way, sir. I very much appreciate your help, but not a chance in hell. Fair enough. Do you know where the exit is to this place? <clears throat> yeah, I'm. I'll try to make my way there. Do you think you could help your friend? He looks down at his friend and he says, "I don't think so," and just turns and leaves. <laughs> wow! Like fuck him, right? <laughs> Do you think you can help this comrade that's part of the same troop as you? Now, fuck him. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> peacekeepers, you know. <laughs> Douchebags. <laughs> ah, wow, I shouldn't have given so many points. <laughs> All right, great. Gillick is going to, um, I guess, head down the circular hallway and see what he sees. Okay, yeah. Uh, this. So as you move into the circular hallway, you see that... Uh, a wagon wheel is the most apt description, it seems, because you can watch the the hallway curve on either way away from you, um, mm -hmm. and off of it are other rooms and chambers only along the outside. 
and they seem to be sort of equidistant from each other. Okay. Cool. Um, does that does that metaphor make sense? Yes. So let's. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna Google wagon wagon wheel. Yeah, yeah. Like if you were looking at uh, the map of this place, it would look like a a, a center circle. And then rooms off of that circle in like a star almost. Sure. Yep. I gotcha. Okay. And so you're in that center ring. Uh, oh, center ring or outer ring? I'm assuming there's center, a... Center. You're in the center ring. Okay. And then the, there's a chamber that is sort of the centermost part of that that's even inside this ring. But you're in this ring of a hallway, and these rooms are sort of spoking off of it every few feet. Mm. Um, every, and, oh, sorry, and the okay. chamber you were just in mm -hmm. is like one of those spokes. Okay. Um, as I walk around the wheel, I'm just gonna I'm gonna check every room. I'm gonna just like poke my head in, see what's going on, see if I see anyone. You know, I'm listening. Yeah, so uh, you, as you move around this wagon wheel uh, and sort of poke your head into each of these rooms, uh, what you are seeing is that he was not lying. There are more peacekeepers who have been affected by this assailant. Um, hmm. Any of them conscious, or are they all are they all effed up? They all seem pretty pretty effed up. Even the ones who are conscious are badly wounded. Mm. However, however, they are badly wounded, but not mortally so. Oh, okay. So, so if Gillick were to describe the pattern that he's seeing, um, it's more like a, a boundary is being kept, not necessarily a, a murderer. Yeah, it seems like he definitely hunted down these peacekeepers, but he did not... He would knock them unconscious, or he would wound them badly enough that they would not be able to pursue him, hmm. and then left them. But not badly enough to kill them. Fascinating. Gulick is very interested by this. Um, are there any peacekeepers still around who's like, you know... That I can still talk to, maybe ask a couple questions. Yeah. Okay. Um. So not Price. Well, let's call him. Oh, well, you call him whatever you want because you're the DM. I was just sure, going to say find, that rhymes you... with Price. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awfully coincidental. <laughs> uh, you come across another one who's like moaning, but like seems coherent. Great. He's not getting any points from me. Fuck the peacekeepers. <laughs> Gil looks bitter about his last experience. <laughs> he says, uh, uh, "Have you come to help us?" Uh, sure. Tell me. Before I help, why are you here? Why? Why did your group of comrades come here? What was your purpose? The commander sent us here to try and gather as much information as we could. Uh, apparently the cleric that used to run this place kept a lot of records. Hmm. Was your commander after anything specific? He didn't say. He just wanted us to start uh, picking up anything we could find on the, the history of the peacekeepers here in Emberfall. The history of the peacekeepers. 
I take it your commander has been with the peacekeepers a long time. Or had oh, been. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Had been. Hmm. And just a refresher, um, the commander was the only one that's been actually killed. According to Price, According yes. to Price, the commander was killed. Okay. Uh, I'll ask I'll ask this guy, you know, uh, what happened to the commander? <sighs> Whoever that crazed dwarf is, he came in and just sliced him up. He, like, disemboweled him in one stroke. Poured his guts all over the floor and then cut his head off. Hmm. And then went back to the center chamber. Or, uh, still in the center chamber. I guess I, I don't know what he did. I, I didn't see him after he attacked us. I just woke up here. Oh. You woke up in a different room than you'd got cut in. Cut in. Yeah, I, I I tried to fight him. He knocked me out in there, and then I wound up out here. But I can't. I can barely move. Oh. Well, rest now. Gather your strength, and I'm sure you'll be fine. Gilk leaves. <laughs> um, and, and the rooms that you're poking your head into, uh, you do find like. After that uh, sort of worship hall, you find what looks like a string of sort of chambers and offices. Um, Hmm. And then you find another worship hall and then another string of chambers and offices. It looks like they sort of alternate. Um, The second one you go to is a much larger worship hall than the first one you were in. This looks more akin to being like the primary worship hall. Um, Gilux is definitely going to go check out the primary worship hall for a second, just to, just to, for a comparison of the other one. Sure. Uh, you sort of walk in. This one has, like, an extra two rows wide of, uh, like, pews set up. Um, it goes for a little bit deeper, and against that back wall, there's a beautiful mural of each of the symbols of the gods and sort of a, a nice, like, ornate background to each of them that sort of represents the feeling of that god it's the best way to say it right so uh you know a golden vial on what looks like a radiant light sort of flows effortlessly into um a two-ended candle uh in the hands like sort of cupped in hands uh that sort of flows effortlessly um into a a a coin that uh is sort of like with flowers around it. it it sort of all flows from one to another to each of the gods with a, a symbol of each of them sure there's a dragon uh, an eye and all right. the, all the other stuff actually i should open yeah. that document too cuz that's what i do i do i do the religious shit <laughs> um Gilk's going to take a second so this is this um tapestry or or um you said it was a tapestry or like a painting? Like a painting. Painting, excuse like, me. Along the wall, the back wall uh, behind the altar. Behind the altar. Um, are there any candles near the altar? Yeah, yeah, you find a few old sort of worn candles. Um, Gillick was going to, uh, you know, do a generic divine court prayer, maybe something that he, he learned while he was training, you know, an homage to all of them. Um, light... Uh, one candle for each for each of the divine court, and maybe in each of the candles carve their symbol or something like that. And 
you know, just offer up a little prayer. Okay, yeah. sure. Yeah, you you start to uh, to carve each of these uh, like a little quick symbol into each of them, um, and sort of place the candle underneath where they are on the mural. Um, you say your quick prayer and you light the candles as you go through this prayer, which is pretty common. There's like a common um, all all gods prayer to the divine court where part of the ceremony is to light a candle as you speak for each one. <clears throat> Iora is last in the ceremony, and as you reach that candle, you light the flame, and it glows red. Uh-oh. Gillick pulls out his hammer, sees, checks the flame on it. It is also red. Oh. Oh, that's right. Now I remember what happened. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like that Gillick is really forgetful about that thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's like... He feel like the hammer is like a mood hammer. Like it's just you know, <laughs> gotta gotta check it to see what's going on. I know that was such an intense thing that happened, and it's like, oh, that's right, my flame. The flame's red now. Too many, too many colors, man. Okay, um, that one red flame is like really bothering Gillick. Like, oh man, I gotta fix that shit. <laughs> Um, All right, um, and I haven't seen any more of this little flash dog thing running around. Well, actually, as you do that particular ceremony, um, y you hear behind you sort of this scratching on the stone. Um, you snap around quickly and you do just catch the last moments of that dark figure running and it charges at the door and just vanishes into the door. Like it's almost like it ran through the air and just like fell through it. Yeah, just like jumped right through the door. Oh, it jumped through the door. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I thought it was like disappearing as it was jumping. Okay. So it ran through it like like fucking Shadow Cat. Yeah. Huh. Gillick is not feeling necessarily threatened by this thing. Like he's not—he's not, he's not going to be on edge. He's going to be like, "All right, this thing's—this thing's watching me. I'm going to be cool. I did my prayer. I did my service. Um, we'll take another scan around the room, see if there's anything interesting happening." Yeah, you don't really see anything else in the room that uh, that draws your interest. All right, Gillick will take. You know, turn around, take, make one last bow at the altar, and then head back. And we'll find one of the rooms that didn't have, necessarily, the um, peacekeepers, and start heading towards the center chamber. Okay, yeah. Um, so, wait, you're going to find, like, one of the hallways and move toward the center chamber? Yeah, yeah, if you can find one of the hallways that doesn't have any of the peacekeepers in it. You know, maybe maybe an empty one, if there if there is one. Yeah, so uh, if you're moving towards the center chamber, then that sort of central hallway is really your only choice. Oh, okay. And uh, uh, as you sort of move through, um, there are some peacekeepers here and there, but most of them are unconscious, and the ones that aren't that don't really pay much attention to you. Great. I'm going to start moving towards the center chamber. Okay. Um, as you move toward the center chamber, uh, you you do notice, like, you see the large double door that lead into that center chamber as you sort of move around this circle. Mm -hmm. um, 
you get close and you feel your foot tug at something. Make, uh, so, um, you feel your foot tug at something. What do you do immediately? Um, I immediately turn around and look at it. Just like, I snap my head around, like, before I even grab my so, weapons. Yeah, yeah, it's like down at your feet. You sort of like feel it tug. Like as you go to lift your foot. Okay. Does it feel like someone's pulling at me, or does it feel like like maybe I got caught on a nail or something like that? Yeah, it feels like you like it feels like something you're pulling something. Oh. Um Yeah, I'll I'll yank my leg and, and turn around. Okay. Um Okay. Yeah, you yank your leg uh, and you l sort of realize that what you've what you have pulling at you you didn't see before is a small trip line. Um, and when you pull it, uh, a bolt shoots from the ceiling where sort of it looks like a crossbow has been rigged up, and it fires down and it does pelt you in the shoulder, dealing you four damage. Ah! All right, Mister Beto, that wouldn't happen if you were here. <laughs> Uh, four points. Gotcha. I pull the bolt out, manly style. Just yank it right out of me. <laughs> Perfect. Such a boss. Such a boss. You take another point of damage. No. <laughs> <laughs> I would take it. I would think that would be fair. Uh, yeah, but you you now are aware that that this trap that this area has been trapped, and you do in fact see another um, tripwire on the other side. You also notice that there's one to your left because it looks like this spoke sort of heads out to the entrance. The entrance of the so the, the whole building. The entrance of the whole building is right across from this uh, entrance to the center chamber. Like, if you walked into the building, you would see... First thing you would see would be this center chamber, and then the rooms would go off to the left and right. Oh, I gotta go see what's Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Um, I definitely gotta go see what's in the center chamber. Um, okay. So I will pay attention. I will do my best to pay attention to the trip lines. I am not proficient in, you know, trap sense or whatever the... Uh, you the go to open the center door... But it is locked. I knock. Just gently, just, you know. You hear no sounds come from the other side of the door. Hello? Uh, I have a feeling someone's in there, and I, I don't mean to disturb you, but, um... There are a lot of peacekeepers in here who have been injured, but... Not gravely so, and I'm not sure what they were doing here, but anyone who can take on 40 peacekeepers or so and hold their own like that, well, I certainly would like to meet them. There's a long pause. Go away! Does this voice sound familiar to me? It does. Yeah, there's something very strange about it, but it's very familiar. You feel it deep, deep inside, and you know immediately that this is Umris Erdrad. 
Motherfucker. Umris? Umris, is that you? Who is there? It's Gillick. Gillick Erdrad. There's a, a very long pause. Prove it. I mean, you could open the door and take a look at me. But, hmm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put a pause here for a second. I was like, I gotta think about this. Like, Gilk's like, fuck, how do I prove myself? Sure. Hmm. So yeah, Gilk's gonna kind of sit outside the door for a minute. I mean, he's taking a lot in. It's like, you know, he hasn't seen his dad and... I mean, how long have we been adventuring for? Um, I mean, at this point, uh, you've probably been away... For, you've been at least adventuring for over a year. Okay. Because it's almost been a full year that you've been part of Adventure Incorporated. Wow. Or at least at least uh, at least six months or so, right? But before that, you were still with them and still adventuring even before that. Mm -hmm. uh, so you're probably at like a year and a half to two years since you set out. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, Ghost is going to kind of sit down outside of the door and. You know, relax for a second. He doesn't. He doesn't feel super threatened by anything, even though that that dog thing is kind of floating around. Just kind of, kind of think for a second. Just he's gonna say out loud, partially to himself, but loud enough so that you know Amaris can hear. He says, "Hmm, how does a son prove to his own father that he is who he says he is? Can you not tell by my voice?" I can hear your voice, but I can be tricked. What I'm doing is too important to be tricked. Hmm. Well, then what are you doing? I received a call from Iora. I am... I am following through on his will. He has... He has shown me the truth. Gillix kind of feeling a little nervous at the moment. The truth, you say? What truth has Iora shown you? That your brother, whose sentence I carried out, was falsely accused. And that the people... The people I once called my friends, my brothers, knew, and they perpetrated this lie, and they must be cleansed. Tell me, Father, is Iora's domain that of vengeance? The vengeance is not Iora's. It is mine. Hmm. Open the door. Let me come in. Let me see you, father. You know it is me. A few seconds pass. And then 
Slowly the door opens. On the other side, you see your father in dark red armor. His long beard graying sort of flows down to just around his waist. His face, while familiar, has a twist of dark veins that wrap along the left side of his face, almost like they're reaching in towards the center. His eye, dark red. Just one of his eyes is dark red? Yeah, the left. Ooh, spooky. And so the right side of his face is totally normal. It's these veins have sort of reached across his face, starting from the left, and have sort of darkened his eye. Oh, he looks like, like kind of infected. Yes. Oh, that's, that's super cool. Um... Gillick is not upset, but I'm definitely like enjoying the the yes. Anyway, <laughs> no, this is awesome. <clears throat> Gillick does his best to not look startled by the image of his father. Um, Torik, Torik was right, Gillick, and I did not believe him, and that is my fault. Gillick puts his his hand on the shoulder of his father, or attempts to put his hand on the shoulder of the father, the infected side. It is, you know, it is all right, father. There are. I have to make amends. I understand, but what amends could you be making here, locked in this chamber by yourself? You know, where I. And then Gilks wants to ask the questions like, what about your comrades? And he's like, oh shit, his comrades betrayed him. Yeah, and as you sort of glance around this room, uh, you do see that this is, there's a a central desk and a couple of other tables that are just scattered with books and papers. Um, And then the shelves are lined with like trinkets and artifacts and uh, like books and scrolls and all kinds of stuff. He says, I am looking for the proof I need. The proof to clear your brother's name. Oh, is that what you need? And so, so, I guess uh, out of character at the moment. Is I, did the letters that I have, was that actual proof? Or was that, because uh, I can't remember exactly. It, it was never actual proof. Mm-hmm. Your brother implied things to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially because he's your brother, you sort of read between the lines a little bit mm-hmm. uh, about the things like the corruption and uh, 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 the the curse on the throne specifically. He mentions a lot of corruption, uh, but nothing that's explicit, nothing that proves anything. Um but enough that, uh, that there were enough vague references, especially to Pierce, um, that you you knew there was something more going on, but you never really, you were not able to tell from these letters your brother sent what exactly it was. Hmm. Gillick, even though he's concerned about the way his father looks still still really trusts him. Like he's not like especially the way he handled the peacekeepers. Like he killed the commanders. Like okay, that they've been with him for a long time, probably corrupted. And um, you know he didn't. 
you know, outright murder any of the other guys. So Gillick's going to pull out the letters and show them to his father, see if he can make uh, heads or tails of them. Yeah, your father starts to pour over the letters a little bit, and he nods, and, and as he's reading them, sort of you know, ducks his head in and starts pouring through the papers or whatever. He says, oh, oh, oh this this lines up with this over here. And he runs over and he starts, it's like, ah, I've never been good at this research thing. Oh, uh, well, I actually have a, a place where we can go where I, we have researchers at our disposal. If you need, you know, you can come with us if you feel like it. You know. Come with you where? To Adventure Incorporated. Wow. Uh, I, I actually run the adventuring company now, at least partially. Um, but we have teams of researchers at our disposal. We could actually get a lot of people to work on this. We could actually prove Torek's innocence. I, th I would like that very much. But I have my own leads to follow for now. Perhaps I will... Perhaps I will head that way, though. He sort of stops. He says, you... You run it? I mean... I'm one of the leading members at this time. There's a scrape on the stone floor behind you. Gilk pulls out his hammer. You sort of spin your head around, although seemingly not quickly enough, as you catch a paw uh, across... Your face. Ow! Yeah, you take another four damage. Oh! And a large, dark, cat-like creature with two tentacles off of its back sort of has, has charged forward at you. Um, at the back of its neck... There is a golden crystal lodged into its neck. Oh, just like, like a like almost like like speared in there, or like a thorn. Yes. Are you proficient in religion? Actually, no, I'm not. Are you proficient in nature? Nope. What are you proficient in? It, <laughs> insight and intimidation. Oh, great! Wonderful. I know, right? Uh, Super helpful. <laughs> Wow, paladins get no skills. No, like, I, yeah, garbage. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, when I built this character, I was like, oh, I'm going to be a scary paladin. That is just not how I turned out. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's okay. Uh, yeah, it also has six legs. Oh, shit. Not four. Cool. Um, so, yeah, it takes that surprise swing at you. Uh, and then it just sort of blinks away. Huh. Gillick turns to his father and says, You know what that thing is? I've never seen anything like it before. Um, your father sort of like closes his... Um, closes his non-dark eye. Okay. Uh, and then he says, Nope, but it's still here. Roll initiative. Oh, shit. 
Oh, Jesus. Three. <laughs> okay. Um, so, your father draws out a large two-handed sword that he has sort of had like underneath some books on a table. Uh, the sword is almost as big as he is. Damn. Um, Gilliquist's sort of, hammer it, is kind of like, oh. <laughs> and he says, All right, son. Get ready. Uh, and he seems to, like, ready himself to strike if the creature comes near him. Hmm. I, um... I will stand to my father's back. You know, so we're like back to back when waiting for this thing to kind of surprise out. Sure. Mm. Okay. Yeah, it sort of blinks back into existence and comes charging towards you. Um, Suddenly there are two of them. What? And as they run at you... It almost seems to like pull apart into two, and as it runs at you, um, it makes they both make attacks at you. Yeah, the tentacles come whipping in at you, and they just sort of uh, you you easily put up your shield and, and bat away any of the tentacles coming in. Nice. Uh, the the beast is still in front of you. It is. And it is your turn. Oh snap! Okay. Um, so is it just one beast or is it two beasts again? Did it like split and then reformed into one? No, it is still two beasts. Okay. Do they both have that same yellow spiky thorn sticking out of them? Yes. Hmm. You said, did you say it was glowing or it just, uh... It glows slightly, yeah. Um... Is there any way I can make, like, a specific attack? Like, try to hammer that into its neck? Like, deeper? Um, yeah, you could try. Yeah. You could try. I mean, you're gonna... That, so, that would be a disadvantage. Okay. Alright, uh, that seems reasonable. Alright, let's see. What else do I have for spells? Can I do anything cool? Oh, uh... Is, does this thing count as an aberration? Uh, negative. Negative. No, no, ab- aberration and abjuration are two different things. <laughs> no, 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 but like the, the creature type, like, like I'm, I don't want to yeah, know no. what the creature type is, but like celestial, elemental, fey, fiends, and undead, because that gives me protection from evil and good. Aberrations tend to be like like mind flayers, yeah, and things, right? Yeah, and like gibbering yeah. mouthers and all that weird shit. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure what this one counted as because it's 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 freaky, but it's you know, it is freaky. It is not an aberration. Okay, cool. Hmm. Yeah, Gil, you know what? Gil's just gonna take a regular swing at it. He's gonna kind of just kind of beat at it first. You know, not he's not gonna attack the um. The, the thorn. First attack. Okay. Um, also take that at disadvantage. Oh, damn. 
Uh, that makes me sad because that first roll was good. <laughs> what the hell? I just dropped it. Other dice. Yeah, that was. I rolled a one on the second one. Yeah, that's not uh, not gonna do it. So um, you go to make a swing with your weapon. Um, give me an intelligence saving throw. Okay. Yeah, plus zero. Fuck yeah. Here we go. <laughs> I got a six. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you go to make a swing, and the two creatures sort of jump to the side uh, of each of, of your weapon, mm-hmm. and you think it is a good idea to step between them. Oh. So you are now being flanked by these two creatures. Fuck. Uh, go ahead and make your second attack. Alright, I'm going to get a different die, because everyone knows that makes a difference. Right. Ah, uh, there's the trusty old blue one. Yeah, I rolled a five. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, man. Um, I missed. Okay, yeah, you you take another swing and it doesn't seem to, to connect. Uh, your father, who has readied his action, takes a swing at the two beasts that are now sort of exposed because you've moved out of the way. Excellent. But he also misses. Um, He goes to take a second strike and misses. Yeah, these two, these these, uh, cat-like beasts just seem so quick Mm. and and they move so fast that you have such a hard time sort of catching them with any of these blows. Um, Your father moves forward because it's now his turn on the next round. Great. Um, he moves forward to sort of uh, stand with you again. He's now standing at your side, facing the opposite direction. Okay, so... So you're both kind of being flanked, but you're both sort of covering each other's flanks as well. Cool. But instead of being truly back-to-back, you're just side-by-side. Ah, uh, father and son, back together. Uh, he takes a swing at the beast in front of him. And it does not go so well. Damn. Uh, yeah, he takes a swing and actually um, allows, like, tries to, like, he, he swings with the sword. He swings too far and the beast jumps at him and he dodges. So now he once again separates from you. You're flanked by the beasts and he's on the other side of the beast. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. It's so like are we technically your dad beast you beast? So are we flanking one of the beasts then? Technically, you are. Yep, you are. Okay. Um, the beast makes an uh, two attacks at you. Okay. I also dropped a die. They're everywhere. Okay. They're everywhere. If I leave them on the floor, they get swallowed, though. Oh, shit. That's booby traps. That's right. What's your uh, AC again? 21? 21. One of them hits. Fuck. Yeah, you do manage to get smacked by a tentacle. I like where this is going. For 15 damage. uh, 10 bludgeoning and 5 
piercing because the tentacle has small spikes on it. It's like cat jellyfish monster. Yeah. Ow. Alright, I'm still doing okay-ish. Uh, it is your turn. Man, combat goes much quicker with fewer people. <laughs> I know, right? It's amazing. <laughs> um, Gillick will cast Hex on the one that I'm being flanked on. Okay. Um, so I choose one ability with a cast spell. The target has disadvantage on ability checks made with the chosen ability. Uh, so I will say... I don't know what a good one would be. Ah, dexterity is never, never a bad one. Sure. Um, so disadvantage on dexterity checks. Do I have anything else that would benefit that? Mm. No, I think that's good. And then um, I will take a swing at the one that's flanked. Now, wha what does flanking do I in this version? I forget. Um, if you're a rogue, you get sneak attack damage. But otherwise, nothing? Not much. I, I'd give you guys advantage on this attack against that beast. Okay. But we... So I'm rolling f with advantage, I'm not rolling with disadvantage? You are rolling with both advantage and disadvantage, so that puts you at regular. Okay, great. Perfect. Attack number one. Alright. Uh, 23. That hits. That I am for sure going to burn another spell slot and smite the F out of it. In fact, considering that I'm probably not going to hit these things a lot, I will burn a level... Do I have level 2s? Yeah, fuck yeah, I do. I'm going to burn a level 2 spell slot and <sighs> okay. smite this mofo. Yeah, your uh, hammer glows with red necrotic energy uh, as you slam the hammer down onto this creature. Okay. Um, so that's two. Get this guy and this guy and this guy and then this guy and one and shit. Where's my D8? There we go. <laughs> How do I hold all these D8s? How, I don't know. So that will be the bludgeoning, all right? Alright, so it takes six bludgeoning, uh, four fire, and then the rest is necrotic, uh, so that's ten, plus another seven, so seventeen necrotic, oh, and there's, um, sorry, six plus three bludgeoning, so nine, nine bludgeoning total. So nine bludgeoning, four fire, and... 17 necrotic. Gotta make that hit count, man. So, 30 damage? Uh... Yes. Okay, yeah, you... Like, the hammer just bursts out with this red flame as you slam the hammer into the creature and just smash it on the top of the head um, and it explodes with this fire and you hear like it yell out in pain and the other creature vanishes 
Excellent. Gillick is just smiling, smiling at the the amount of damage that he did. Knows he hit it. Um, I now I get my second attack. Yeah. Sweet. Um, so now, uh, do I still roll normal? Yeah. Like as uh, no no uh, no. Now you have advantage. Now I have advantage. Sweet. Uh, another twenty-three. Uh, that hits. Sweet. Um, I will burn a first-level spell slot and smite him again. So I'll take away one of these dice. And so that's five, six, seven, eight bludgeoning, three fire, and shit for necrotic. Uh, four, five, ten, ten necrotic. So, okay, hit me with it one more time. Sure. Uh, eight bludgeoning. Yep. Three fire. Yep. And ten necrotic. Okay, yeah, you deal another 21 damage. Um, smashing him with the hammer again, and it puffs out with more energy. Um, you just, like, basically, you're like, no! And you start just pounding this thing with the hammer and it sort of like bashes down against the floor a little bit um blood starts to run from its mouth and your father takes his turn with his sword nice okay yeah uh he hits with both of his excellent Yeah, he slashes down with the sword and then slashes back in again. He just sort of gets glancing blows. Nothing uh, nothing huge, but the creature's looking very, very hurt. Um, the golden crystal on the back of its neck sort of glows for a second, and it blinks away from you, uh, and it is by the door, and it starts to run. Oh, shit, motherfucker. Um... Is it within 30 feet of me? Just barely. I will cast Compel Duel as a bonus action. <laughs> oh, cool. Okay. Then Great. No, motherfucker. Uh, yeah, the two of you sort of phase out of reality and uh, find yourselves on this uh, half step away on the ethereal plane. Uh, two shadows just standing... Uh, in a world of like gray, basically the whole world is still there. It's just off a little bit. Um, it turns to look at you and it snarls, uh, and sort of charges forward once again. As it's charging, I point my hammer at it and say, "You're mine, beast." So uh, once again, it splits into two creatures. Ah, shit! And tentacles come flying in at you, and one of them catches you. Okay. For five bludgeoning and two piercing. Okay. All right. Um. Uh. 
this is a special. Oh, it's a special action. All right, reaction. You're being damaged by a creature within 60 feet of you that you can see. You point your finger, and the creature that damaged you is momentarily surrounded by Hamel's flame. The creature must take it dexterity. Oh fuck yes! All right, so I am going to use my special action because that's what this spell is. Hel Hellish rebuke. Um, okay. And it's a reaction. You are being damaged by a creature within 60 feet of me that I can see. I point my finger at that creature that damaged you and is momentarily surrounded by hellish flames. The creature must make a dexterity saving throw, which it has disadvantage on because of uh, Hex. Um, yep. It takes 2d10 fire damage on a failed save or half as much on a successful one. Okay. Um, now, this particular creature is very adept at things that it um, can avoid. Okay. Uh, so let's see what happens. All right. With disadvantage, it fails. Yes. Its dexterity saving throw. All right. So I'll, I'll roll my damage and six six points of fire damage. It's not great, but it appears that the creature did not uh, still managed to jump out of the way. Damn. Of some of the damage. Okay. God damn evasion. So it it took it took half damage. Okay. Um Is that uh, so that's your reaction, so now it's back to your turn. Nice. Um I make an attack. Okay. Um is that disadvantage or is that just normal what's uh normal. Normal, nice, cool. Here we go. Uh twenty four to hit. 24 hits. I will burn my last first level spell slot and smite this mofo. Alrighty. As he's swinging the hammer down, Gillick just says, Die! And he takes... Oh, shit, yeah. I, uh, 11 bludgeoning, and then 2 fire, and then 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 necrotic. Yeah, that's enough. Uh, you slam the hammer down and just crack the creature uh, across the face. It sort of like snaps its back and it flops to the ground um, and sort of crumbles away into wisps of shadow as the world around you melts back into the real world. Um, and your father's like, whoa, as the crystal that was jammed into the back of his neck sort of floats up into the air in front of you. Um, uh, I guess I, I try to reach out and touch the crystal. As soon as you touch the crystal, the world around you disappears. Oh man, more of this. Just all the worlds around yeah. me just falling apart. <laughs> every, every, sometimes I do it. it. <laughs> <laughs> it feels exactly like it did when you jumped into the portal back in Paranath. The oh. world spins. Um, you hear that sound like almost like a choir, but it's so fast. It's moving past you and the lights and the flashing and, and the whirring and the speed. And you seem to be picking up speed. And then suddenly it stops.
Hey guys, DM Anthony here again. Just another reminder that if you enjoy the show, to tell your friends. Also, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, like, and follow. All of our links and other exciting stuff can be found on adventureinc.podbean.com. Thanks again, guys. We'll see you next week. Next time on Adventure Incorporated. Uh, all of a sudden, you hear uh, one of the guys from behind you shout, Over here, look! Uh, I, I go look. It, he is looking at the tracks you made walking in. Oops! <laughs> <laughs>